we are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. This is actually take two of the intro because the one I just did was super bad. And all, all the sisters agree. <laughs> this is not any conversation will change your life. No, wait, not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. Uh, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California with Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. How are you this morning, Julie? Happy Halloween to everyone. That's what I have to say to you, sisters, and to the sisterhood, because I heard from the sisterhood this past week, sisters. You might remember on last week's podcast, I was a little grumpy that I felt like Halloween decorations were coming out too early. I thought Halloween was a minor holiday, and I got schooled. Did I get schooled? You did. And... Janet, Karen, D, you you've all you all weighed in with pictures, with comments. Julie was wrong. Everybody agreed. <laughs> there was. I love it when I can create some consensus um, on our Facebook group, uh, sisters. Not only are they decorating for Halloween, they are planning their Christmas decorations. In fact, they might even put up their trees this week. So I just want everyone to know I am stepping on that express train right now to, you know, uh, decorating delight, whatever it is, just, just go ahead and put it out. I'm going to get my inflatable pumpkin out later today. I'm going all in (laughs) sisters. I heard from you. I believe in the sisterhood. They've never steered me wrong. So happy Halloween. (laughs) Embrace the spirit of the holiday, Julie and Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I hear you chuckling. You, well, you're a major Hollywood, a major Halloween embracer. I am. I love it. I did not agree with you last week. I was not supportive of your strong stance against Halloween decorations. I think people love Halloween. You know who loves it? Kids. Kids love Halloween. (laughs) So it's a hard time to be a kid. Just give them Halloween. You know, whatever. 31 days of it. Fantastic. I think it's great. Uh, Hey, I want to remind everyone that Julie and I are working OT for the Satellite Sisterhood. We have two TV recaps coming up uh, this week. Madam Secretary is back, season four, episode one. Exciting new haircut on MSEC. Right, Jewel? Uh, yes. Well, serious hair for serious times, Land. Yeah. That's all I have to say. There you go. That's tweeted out. Love it. Love it. And then, um, and then Paul Dark and the Pirate is back. As undercover spies, Leanne. Now, I don't know much about spying, but if you got a giant hook on the end of your arm, I think you're kind of obvious. Okay, we'll get into it later. All right, so if you want to listen to our recaps of Madam Secretary or Poldark, you need to go to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. It's a whole separate feed now. We would love to have you. Spread the word if you have other friends who enjoy Poldark or Madam Secretary. I like that we got um, someone on the Facebook page this week, Satellite Sisters, that said, I couldn't talk anyone else into watching Poldark. So it's really happy to find your podcast. That's right. We're here for people like that. Thank you so much. Uh, so you want to go to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or at Stitcher. But Liz, yeah, Liz- people seem to be having a problem with the new app on uh, on the iPhones, Leanne. Oh There's gosh, you get the push. About that. Yeah. The update is terrible. Okay, yeah. we well, feel your pain. Okay, my, my phone, my phone is barely working. I mean, it's just it's ruined the formatting. I don't know my Apple ID, so I can't fix anything. <laughs> so, so. So we, okay. well, what are we telling people just to go to here's what we're telling here's what I'm telling people like okay even if you don't like the way the app is functioning now at least subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts and then if you want to go over and use Stitcher because it's easier for you be our guest just subscribe again <laughs> over there and so use whatever app works for you that is your right uh, as a citizen um, but subscribe on Apple Podcasts whether you use it or not okay that's all we need you to do. Excellent. Okay, so Satellite Sisters Talk TV is the name of the TV recap feed. Um, We have a full show today. Liz and I went to a premiere at the Hollywood Bowl last night. It was so uplifting. We're going to tell you all about the new documentary, Jane. It was just a fantastic evening. So, Liz, thank you for inviting me. Um, We, Julie, you have an international news roundup. I am glad someone is paying attention to what is happening (laughs) in the rest of the world. What that is, is that that is the name of my roundup report. What is happening? Okay. <laughs> Just what is happening around the I'm world? I'm not sure I want to know, Julie. There are moments where I'm like, oh, God. Okay, but good. 
Okay. And then we are going to talk about Harvey Weinstein. Julie has declared it the one and only time we are going to speak his name on the podcast. So looking forward to that under a new segment I'm calling it's great being a girl. And then, um, (laughs) gosh, and then I have travel tips. If you're wondering, should I buy my Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, new year's plane tickets now, I'm going to tell you when the best day to buy that is. Uh, Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Julie's excited about a new household tool, and Liz, you are—you have something you're calling. What is the last segment? I'm calling it H O A H E double hockey sticks, Leanne, because <laughs> that's my H O A situation here in the home. I'm going to have to lower my voice at the end of the show because my—I don't want my neighbors to hear. But things are spinning wildly out of control what is happening are you having a what is happening situation it is a what is happening situation julie driven by one word fumigation so i i will get to it at the end of the show Mm. i don't know what to do this story has no ending i just need to put it out (laughs) hoa he double hockey sticks okay all right well let's start with something positive sisters you went to see the documentary jane tell us about it It was so great. Yes, this is a new documentary from National Geographic. Uh, A few years ago, they found more than 100 hours of lost footage of Jane Goodall in Gombe, like early, early in her career. Um, she, they said National Geographic sent a videographer to sort of tell the story of the discoveries she was making. They found this footage. They realized like there are just amazing unseen things there. The, it had, the film was in pristine at 16 millimeter, really gorgeous. And so they got one of the world's leading documentary filmmakers to turn this into a new movie about Jane Goodall. And let's just cut to the chase, Leanne. It is pretty spectacular, isn't it? You know what? It, it, talk about feel good. In a, in a world where it does feel like every day things are beating down on you, what I loved was it was a moment to go someplace totally different and see someone who had followed her own path. I loved yes. it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was so emotional, Julie. Like that part of it really surprised me because here's the thing about Jane Goodall. She says in the movie, she just wanted to be Dr. Doolittle. Like from the time that she was little, she just wanted to go live with animals. Mm -hmm. And and then somehow – in Africa, in Africa yeah. right. So she was like a young girl in the UK. She wanted to live in Africa with the animals. And then miraculously, you know, the paleontologist, uh, Louis Leakey. I think he Richard decided Leakey he... is a Richard Leakey. Oh, is it, is it Richard? Richard? I think it's Richard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the, um, he wanted a researcher to just go live with the chimps. Nobody had ever studied chimps before. There was like no science on these creatures, but he specifically decided he wanted a novice, someone who, as she says in the movie, like, luckily I hadn't gone to college or anything. So I didn't know anything. She didn't. About she, no. she had one. I didn't know. She that. couldn't no. afford it. She was from a really middle-class, lower middle-class family in England. They could not afford it. So, so. the, and so he decided he wanted someone who was not biased by previous scientific training, just someone who would really go there and watch with their own eyes what was really happening and write it down. So he sent her, but this is a super sweet part of the movie too. You're a woman, you're 26, you're not really allowed to live alone in that era, you know, in the jungle of Tanzania. So she had to have someone else with her. So she took her mom with her. Her mom. <laughs> Did you her know that? Mom went with her. That's Mother that. of the Year Award right there. Okay. Isn't it? That's yeah. That's nice that her mom went. And she her went. Mom- and there was footage of her mom. Her mom started a medical clinic there and was treating patients. Again, I don't know if she had any medical training, but there she was. All this great footage of her there, there with her mom. It was just unbelievable. So, and this, it, the story is lovely because the videographer. Am I, I? What should I say about that, Liz? Should I give anything away? There's a well. There's a very. Well, they, it, it's a very personal and intimate look at her. It's kind mm-hmm. of a weirdly romantic film, yes. but it has a real storyline. Like she had to make her choices about her life and her career and her priorities. And so it's very personal. It's a very intimate look at her 
uh, as a woman in her 20s. And she was there and she said at the end of the movie, she said, that is just a time in my life I will never forget. It was just the best time. And that's what you see captured on film. It's extraordinary. Oh, yeah. Did we mention that, Julie? Jane Goodall was there last <laughs> night. She came out. Okay, first of all, Jane Goodall sold out the Hollywood Bowl. So that is a sign that something is going right in the world. Right. Yes. Where, right. You know, how, how old is Jane Goodall? She's so, in her early 80s. Oh, okay. All right. And she is my new aging role model because okay. she just looks awesome. Awesome. But age, age appropriate. Like she just looks so great and she was like lovely and charming and humble yet very strong. She said her my message then and my message now and the reason I agreed to do this movie is we need to stop ruining the planet. That's okay. that's why I'm here. And you know, and she just like she certainly put her money where her mouth is. Uh, so it was amazing. And the reason they did it in the bowl. Uh, so the Hollywood Bowl is this gorgeous outdoor venue for you. People have probably heard about it. You know, like you should go there if you've never been to Los Angeles yeah. or you're planning a trip. It is something so uniquely, you know, uh, of LA. Los Angeles, uh, L.A. Yeah. that uh, it really and they have just terrific concerts. It's a very fun evening to go to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. 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 So they had um, they had a live orchestra doing the music live. Julie Philip Glass did oh. the score for the movie, and so so who else is there? Philip Glass. Philip is Glass there. was there. Talk <laughs> about another powerhouse, eighty something. Like at the end, Philip Glass gets a standing O. They're both getting standing O's up there on the stage. Fifteen thousand people. Again, there are some things going well in the world. Here was a moment where you can really feel like, okay, well, everything that's happening here, I am for. And then one other interesting part of the story is that the actual filmmaker, Brett Morgan, he, he was there and he's a nut in the best possible way. So he's a famous documentarian, but his most recent movies, uh, he did the Kurt Cobain documentary, oh, yeah. Peck, which is, amazing and heartbreaking and sad before that he did the rolling stones documentary called crossfire hurricane and before that he did the robert evans documentary called the kid stays in the picture so all of them super notable and great so when national geographic found this more than 100 hours of previously unseen footage of jane goodall in the wild they called him and said asked him if he would be interested in making a movie from it and he said he said no He's like, you know, wasn't there a Jane Goodall movie like last year and the year before that? And they're like, well, this is really unique. What we have, you know, untouched, pristine film, blah, blah, blah. So um, so he said, no, he didn't want to make the movie, but he agreed to take a look at the footage. And the footage had been originally shot. I looked this up this morning. It was shot for a movie called Miss Goodall and the Wild Chimpanzees that Nat Geo made in 1965. And the, the original movie was narrated by Orson Welles. <laughs> wow. So, not, so a totally different take than you're going to get from Brett Morgan. So anyway, he looked at the footage. He like, could not believe how gorgeous the film was, how personal it was, and how much how she came across. And it's true. There's just this mm -hmm. – because the videographer, um, the Hugo Van Loek, you know, you can – we'll at least say this. You can feel him falling in love with Jane. Uh, like it's uh -oh. uh, so anyway, so he could um he could sense that, and that's how he decided he wanted to make the movie and then he went there, and so there are some new interviews with her, and so he was on stage last night too, right, Leon, talking about what it was like to interview Jane Goodall, yeah, I mean, he was clearly in love with her too, and yes. uh and he said he had had a beard, and Jane was constantly grooming him, and so he shaved the beard off. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this movie going to get? Uh, is it going to have a nationwide distribution? Yes. This, yeah. Yeah. The so. movie opens October twentieth. It is not going to be in hundreds of theaters around the country, so you really have to look for it. Um, okay. It's just called Jane, but it opens October twentieth, and then ultimately it will run on the National Geographic Channel. Okay. Um, but I'll bet they also have some other distribution online. So, you know, you can you can look that up. But, you know, it was just uh, like 
it's I just left feeling so happy. Yeah. Even though some of the message is a little bit sad. Right. Didn't you, Leah? It just yeah. Felt like, it was just hey. a glorious evening because, first of all, it's very inconvenient to go to the Hollywood Bowl. So that 15,000 people showed up on a Monday night for Jane Goodall. You're right, Liz. It's a sign that something's right. And it was a beautiful evening and people were absorbing the message. So I, yeah. that's what I would say. And I, I, it's just a, I have a list of who should go see the movie. So, uh, oh, okay. okay. The first person that should go is Sue from New Jersey. Sue, you're going to love this movie. Okay? okay. We know you volunteer at the Bronx Zoo. We know you were just in Africa. Sue, I want you to get your tickets today because you're going to love this movie. Sue from New Jersey. I would suggest 20-somethings go see this movie and parents of 20-somethings. Because ah. if you're thinking about should I follow my dream? The answer is in this movie. Like, I know people have student loans and all kinds of obligations, but there is a very deep message about, like, doing a career that is true to who you are. And for parents of 20-somethings who are freaking out about their 20-something children who maybe decided they don't want to go to college or decided they want to take another path or decide they want to work in the African bush or decide they want to work with their hands or make craft beer in Brooklyn. Like you should go see the movie too, because you don't know if your child is the one that's going to change the world. You know, she certainly didn't know when she went off there that her work was going to be so profound. And it really took years to come to fruition. She was sitting in that jungle watching those chimps forever before they did anything. And then the third group is, are you considering a facelift? I think you should go see the movie. I think you should go see the movie. Because Liz is, because Liz is has right. Has Jane had one? No, 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 of course no. not. She looks glorious. And there's just a, just a, a wisdom about her look and it's just wonderful. So that's, that's who should go see this movie and anybody else. There are, the footage of the Serengeti, I mean, I hate to keep going on and on again, but it's like the Lion King come to life. Like all those animals on the Serengeti, I hope they're still there. I have no idea. I've not been there, but I, it just is unbelievable. So it's lovely. And then, of course, we, we did have a few star spottings because yeah. it was a big Hollywood night. So um, sitting directly to the left of us, the Hollywood Bowl, you're kind of cramped in. Uh, it's wonderful. And we, we got a free picnic, Julie. It was good from National Geographic. But sitting, sitting in front of us was Derek Huff from Dancing with the Stars. So he was there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that is so that is a solid celebrity. Segment. There were a lot of celebrities there. We could only see a few, but I noticed on Twitter, I was like, oh, there are a lot of people. Jamie Lee Curtis was there. We missed her. There were a lot of people there. Angelina uh, Jolie was there. We missed her. She, but no she was way. there. Oh, yes. gosh. Okay. So, but at one point, Derek Huff came, he Facebook Live, and then he left. And we looked over, and there was a big plate of sushi he had ordered. And I thought, we should just take his sushi because he's not coming back. <laughs> Let's go back to dance rehearsal or something. Right? And thank goodness we didn't take it because he did come back with uh, a, a date or a woman. I don't, they didn't seem to be dating. But because, um, again, I noticed they weren't holding hands or anything. So, But she ate the sushi. So I'm glad we didn't take a sushi. And then Issei Morales was sitting right in front of me, that super handsome actor. And I, I can confirm he's super handsome. And he appears to have a very <laughs> pretty you, wife. Liam. So they there you go. It was good. It was, it was a good night. It was a good night at the Hollywood Bowl, Liz. Thank you. Yeah, it really was. You know, and she said at the very beginning that, you know, the the reason she took this, what they were looking for was a person with an open mind, a passion for knowledge, patience, and a love of animals. And that oh. was it. And that's what gave her a mission in life, Julie. And, okay. you know. All right. Well, you have convinced me. I'm in. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I've, you're... Your your grandchildren would like it too, you know, because okay. it's when you see, particularly once she makes friends with the chimps and they're really kind of all living together, there are some very nutty scenes. Some of them are a little <laughs> scary, but some of them. There are a lot of say, monkeys doing it, though, or chimpanzees doing it. So they, uh, there's okay. that. I just want to warn you. <laughs> See, like, Liz, that's it. She would have, you know, she, she has not rated the film. Yeah. Thank you, Leanne. You were the I'm not you were the sure mom. there are a lot, but yes, that is part of how the species. Well, well there's one chimp. I don't want to have to explain that to my grandchildren. No. That's not my department. That's not, Urban Nana does not no. do that. Okay. No. no. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, so it's just called Jane, uh, and, and you got to see it. You got to, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel okay. good about 
one woman's ability to like make a commitment early in her life to what was important to her and to stick with it through thick and thin. Yeah. You know, really. Okay. So there you go. Liz, you know, we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay. Now that everybody feels good, I want to uh, have now your your brains are going to blow out thinking about oh, the things that are going on around the world. And I, I'm doing an international news roundup today. And the theme is what is happening in the world? It's just... Everywhere you look, I mean, Catalonia in Spain, did you see that coming? Did you know that they were, that Catalonia was thinking of, you know, creating their own country and leaving Spain? It's you know, rumors. I'm not sure how I feel about that, Julie. I've been back and forth on that one because, you know, when you're, when you go to Barcelona, I've worked there a lot over the years. 
it's very clear that the Catalonian culture is super strong and people speak Catalonian, not just Spanish. And it's like that. Those are the flags you see everywhere. So it's not a total surprise that they feel like they are their own group. Right. But the whether you want to totally go it alone as a country, that seems risky to me. I don't know. Right. That seems risky. it seemed a little abrupt. I mean, yes, they feel that they have the moral, the cultural, the economic and political right to self-determination. And yeah. that since the economic crisis, um, that they feel like they the well, you know, wealthy Barcelona has sort of been propping up the poorer areas of Spain. And they just don't feel like they want to go it alone. And they have a, a charismatic leader who said, let's vote for independence. And so they did. And now we've got a situation. So I don't know if they're actually. <laughs> but going Spain to... is like saying you don't just get to vote for independence. That's not legal. So that's interesting too. Like right. I mean, but the, and the Catalonians are saying, well, it's a yes, it's democracy. We're going to vote for independence, and we're going to do it. You know, so so that is the situation. Uh, France has already come out and said they're not going to recognize Catalonia if uh, if Catalonia does you know, create their own country. So I, I don't know. It's just what is happening there. So uh, I don't know which way it's going. Last time we talked about International News Roundup, I mentioned that Kurdistan, the northern par- part of Iraq, they have voted for independence. Now, that was in the Constitution, their right, uh, the constitutional right to vote for independence. And they did vote for independence. And that's not going well at all, because the only thing sort of holding Iraq and Kurdistan together was they were they had ISIS as a common enemy that they were fighting uh, fighting against. But now that ISIS seems to really be waning in uh, Iraq, uh, the Kurds are like, hey, that we're we're you know we're going to move ahead with our independence. Mm-hmm. And the Iraq is saying, no, you're not. And they're clamping down in really horrible ways. They have banned all international travel into Kurdistan. So. That's another what is going to happen in there. I have no idea. I don't know what. I don't know what they're doing. It's a good thing we have such solid people in charge of these complicated issues. (laughs) It is. Or no one. I don't. (laughs) So it's just. Where else is on your list? (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, well, Turkey. Did you want to go to Turkey? Maybe you'd like to see Istanbul. Forget it. Can't go. Because now the U.S. government and Turkey have suspended visas. They Uh, have? Yes, Leanne, what is happening in the I don't world? Know. That's what I'm talking I don't about. Know. Yeah, didn't that yeah. just happen like yesterday, Julie? Like, yes. It's sort yes, of a test just happened. They're like, well, we're not going to do it. Then we're not going to do it. Yeah. That's, right. what we, that, that's what diplomacy has come to. Like, eh, no. Eh. Well, no, no. They did arrest a U.S. member, a, a U.S. employee of our consulate, who, who they said had ties to the uh, failed coup in Turkey. Uh, so that was that sort of at the center of this current spat. But these two are allegedly, US, these two, U.S. and Turkey, are allegedly NATO allies. They're supposed to work together. So they're urging each other to reverse this suspension. But if you wanted to go to Turkey today, Leon, you could not get there. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Then North Korea, always in the news. But the one that I was a little very troubled about today is that at a recent, uh, Kim Jong-un had a big powwow of all his uh, people there. And he elevated his sister, Kim Yo-young, to a senior position. Now, at first I thought, well, maybe if a sister, a woman, was in, char- was in charge of more things, maybe she would have her brother's ear and perhaps he might uh, moderate some of his sure. yeah. mongering. okay? It can't then- get any worse, right? Well, then I thought, yes, it could get worse, Liz, because then I thought, no, really, when you bring in your family members, you're trying to consolidate your power. Now, of course, Kim Jong-un has already killed off his half-brother with the poisoning. We discussed that. And then he took out his uncle with a machine gun. So, But I think he's bringing in the sister to, like, shore up his position, which is not good. So that's my report from North Korea. I don't see this as a good move for us that Sister Kim Young Young is uh, Yo Young is in charge. So um, uh, Saudi Arabia. Okay, I think this is good news. After 27 years of protesting, the kingdom, the king announced that the ban is going to be lifted. That women are going to be able to drive. Are you feeling good about that? 
that must be a relief. Yes. That that seems good. I think car makers are psyched. People are happy about it. But they don't get to drive until June. Now, (laughs) it seemed seemed kind of weird. What's the thought process there? They all have to go to driver's ed? I guess. I don't know. I are just, but again... I, I'm I'm really pessimistic about this. I think that some women will be out on the road in June, but uh, they, it hasn't really changed. The kingdom hasn't changed in terms of the guardianship laws, meaning exactly. that men have all the power over their female relatives. So if your brother doesn't want you to drive, you're not driving. If your husband or uncle, you know, they don't, if they don't want you to drive to get behind the wheel, you're not driving. So, um I don't know. I I, th- I hope it's good news. I hope I hope the women are able to get out there and drive, but I just don't know what's happening there. I, I just it's another situation that we have to watch. Okay. Uh, Putin, Putin had his birthday in Russia. Okay, so he's sixty five, and uh, he looks and, pretty good for sixty five. Yeah, well, that's plastic surgery, Liz. It's uh, <laughs> remarkable. Just they can just prop you right. Oh, he's up. had a lot of that. Oh yes. Oh yes. You compare a picture of Vladimir Putin when he was 45 versus 65, his face is unrecognizable. I mean, it is completely different. Okay. Wow. I'll try to. Yes. Oh, That's yes. A good scoop. Good scoop. <laughs> Julie, if you if find one of those pictures, I can post that on the website. I, the I will look for it. I'm going to do some deep research on <laughs> that. Now we're getting to Us Magazine territory before <laughs> yes. and after. I like it. Well, and as part of his birthday celebrations, there were protesters. And because Putin's this kind of guy, he just arrested all those protesters that were protesting him. Mm, yeah. Expert. He was not going to have that. So that's not just a birthday. So that was it. And then finally, India. I don't really have any news reports out of India, but I saw a great little movie about India that I want to <laughs> recommend. That's good. It's good enough. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Nice. Well, Leon, in particular, you're going to like this. It's called Viceroy's House. It's a period drama with a romantic subplot. Okay, have I lured you in? And it also, it stars Hugh Bonneville, who we love. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Lord Grantham uh, and Gillian Anderson, who's oh. sort of unrecognizable as, um, as Lady Mountbatten. And it's the story of the final vo- Viceroy, British Viceroy in India, and he oversees the Indian independence and the partition. Uh, so it's an interesting little uh, uh, movie that I would recommend. Okay. Hey, Julie, that you know what I saw on the plane? The finest. You oh, yes. you recommended that several months ago on Satellite Sisters. It was uh, available to watch on my plane. A wonderful little British movie about World War II. Also very charming with yes. a romantic okay. undercurrent. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. All right. So as you can see, Things are happening around the world, and I have no explanation for any of them. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to say. Well, that mirrors what's happening here on the domestic front, where last week I just called all the news, it's great being a girl week. You know, <laughs> I thought maybe that Claire has it right. Just get in a time machine and go back to the Highlander because <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> yeah, might as well. So explosive story that broke last week in the New York Times. Harvey Weinstein, the movie producer and chairman of the Weinstein Company, apparently has been, um, you know, sexually harassing women in the worst way for decades. And finally, women came forward. They spoke to the New York Times reporter, including actresses Ashley Judd and Rose McGowan. And now he's out. He's out from his own company. He's out from Hollywood. But don't worry, because he's going to save us from the NRA. Yuck. Just go away. Just go away, yes, Harvey. Oh, exactly. I call him Henry Harvey. We Weinstein. will never speak of him again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, what's so surprising is how... That I mean, it is the caricature of what you think a Hollywood producer is doing. I mean, but you, but you don't really think it's going on in 2017. Uh, you I kind know. of feel like, you know, that that you know that women have have earned their place in the world. There's a lot of consciousness about you know about treating women as equals, uh, you know, and about about you know sexual harassment in the workplace all of these things are you know we talk about it every day all over the place and how is it that this guy is just sort of you know been operating like this for years and his excuses you know Leanne, are were so lame like oh he grew up in the 60s and the 70s 
So well, what? You so, know, I mean, I know. All right. Uh, yeah, that, I reject that. that. So did our so did our brothers and our father was in business then. And why is it so hard not to sexually harass women? And today there are three new reports, rape accusations that yes. are documented oh, really? in a new article in The oh. New Yorker by Ronan Farrow, interestingly oh. enough. Um, yeah. So I don't understand why that's hard. Uh, just don't do it. You know, it's not a, oh, I grew up in a different age kind of deal. No. And even when he, when this came out, he was urging all, he wrote a letter to all these other CEOs, Liz, in, in Hollywood saying, I know. hey, I'm going to just go away. You know, I'll do, you know, what, some therapy and I'll be back. Just stick with me. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let me, okay, I want to say two things about that. Yeah. Because first of all, the whole therapy thing. Again, like, no, these are crimes. These are like <laughs> crimes against women right. that you're committing serially over 30 years, raping and intimidating women in a sexual way. So, no, you don't get to say, oh, I'm going to work really hard on myself. Like, when did we decide that therapy was the way to treat sexual assault? I'm not down with that. No. I think I think jail is the way you treat sexual assault. So there's that. But also, you know, I know people have said it's very brave of all these women to jeopardize their careers and come forward. And of course, that's true. But what about all the men like the, yes. the, the all male board of directors at I this know. company? They've been paying off these women for years. I know. And then they have the nerve over this weekend, like a bunch of them resigned and then the rest of them fired him like that is just so lame that's so lame that you've been spending the company's money to keep these women silent and you know they all have to sign these non-disclosure agreements or these arbitration agreements when they even come in as employees and Gretchen Carlson from Fox News has a very interesting piece about that in today's New York Times yeah it's a good piece yeah, about how the agreements that women sign when they come into many companies, well, all employees sign these binding arbitration agreements. So it means you can't ever sue if something like this goes wrong. You have to keep it a secret. So we got to do something about that. But like the limo board of directors, like paying off women for years and then being all outraged now, we're all outraged. Like those those guys got to go too. You know, they, they got to go. Yeah, the they got to go. The whole lot of them. Yeah. And all these all these other people that came in contact with him that they knew they knew yeah. that they observe. I'm sure they observed it. They knew about it. And, you know, it was never, you know, nobody ever met. I don't you know, it's just it's terrible. People stood by and let it happen. He was a giant sexual bully. And they when everybody just stood there for 30 years. So and, and more than stood there. They sucked up to him. I mean, you yeah. remember all those Oscar speeches? He became sort of this running, oh, let's acknowledge Harvey. Oh, Harvey, 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 which was a real turnoff. And now that you know all this, you're like, super turnoff. Like, yuck. Mm. I know, just gross stuff. And I agree, Liz, that board needs to go. I was, I've was i been following Rose McGowan, the actress on Twitter, and she has been very noisy about resign, resign, resign. Like, this yeah. is what you happen, happens when you have no women on boards and no right. women at the top of organizations. Uh, the really good entertainment columnist, Melissa Silverstein, said, never hired a woman to direct film. You know, I mean, these are just, this is a guy, these are the circumstances that create stuff like this. You know, yeah. it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's not that much different than Jason Kalanick at uh, at Uber, right? right? They just people put up with all of that bad behavior forever. And the board is not did not step in and stop him. It wasn't until Su Susan Fowler, the engineer at Uber, that wrote the long memo sort of documenting her history there and what she had observed that all of a sudden the, your board gets empowered to do something about you. Again, where do you think the money is going when you're paying off these women to stay silent? Yeah. What do you think that is about? about there should be some i'm surprised they're not required to disclose, disclose. those things it's got to be in basic sec forms or like those disclosures now where, where is that line item hush money i don't yes. i've never seen i've never seen that yeah yeah okay report liz yeah well, one last thing about this that I want to recommend, because there's the, you know, there's the issue of sexual harassment and then a related but different issue of gender bias, you know, and in a lot of people's minds, that's all the same thing. And they're actually kind of different as they play out in the workplace, but both big 
serious problem. So I had tweeted about this last week. There's a um, a podcast called Recode Decode that's hosted by Kara Swisher, who is like the leading uh, journalist in Silicon Valley. And uh, her episode last week is an interview with Ellen Powell. Now, you may recall that Ellen Powell is the one that brought the gender bias suit against Kleiner Perkins and uh, the big venture firm. And ultimately, she lost that suit. Uh, and then she went on to Reddit, where she got hounded out of Reddit by people online. But anyway, they have a very interesting discussion about business culture and the difference between sexual harassment and gender bias and how long it will take to change these things. So if you're interested in this issue uh, and where the lines are and how different businesses deal with it, listen to the Ellen Powell uh, episode of Recode Decode. And, and she was on Kara's show because she has a new book out about her experience bringing a gender bias suit. Um, but one of the things they said, they actually think that sexual harassment is an easier problem to fix than gender bias because men are actually embarrassed by sexual harassment when they see a colleague doing it. Like most men are not down with sexual harassment. Yeah. Whereas gender that's, bias. That's encouraging. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's true. Don't you think most of the men you know? Yeah. Are I not guess, right. Harassment? I, yeah. I think that's true. Yes. I, Julie, in a million years, I could not imagine your husband doing to a female colleague. No, no, no. Like, please no. don't even say it's a, no, of course. No, not. I know. So most men do not do this and are embarrassed by it. They may not be emboldened enough to speak up, but uh, whereas gender bias is a much more unconscious kind of reaction. And from the acceptance of this sort of bro culture to, you know, like the guy at um, Google that wrote the memo that women are just not good engineers, you know, oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) They just don't have the DNA to be an engineer. So, you know, so gender bias is actually a lot more complicated than sexual harassment but anyway very interesting if you want if if you want to go deeper into this issue all right and that's it we're done we're done on this topic well we're done with harvey yes yes we're not done on this we're done with him we're done with you harvey we're done with you we're the satellite i'm not seeing any more of his movies you know no way I, no, I have to say, right. really, personal sh- protest. Shakespeare in Love is one of my favorite films. Forget it. It really makes me sad. It really, do I have to not watch that? that yeah, that's it, Liam. Oh. Get, come on, get on. Well, the I would see here. none of his new movies. Okay. <laughs> no, All right. Love you. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, the no. same way. Like, you have not seen any Woody Allen no. movies since you found out about Woody Allen, right? Since he married his daughter. Correct. Right. Yeah. I, I, even those other allegations, I, I, it's the marrying your daughter. That was what I had an issue with. So, uh, yeah, so it's been years. All right. We're going to take a break. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to thank our sponsors, and then we'll be back. Julie has a robot for your kitchen. You're not going to want to miss. Stay with us. <laughs> All right, this is Leanne. We're back. Uh, okay, I know we're going to get to your special kitchen robot and Liz. Your it's eight- not for the kitchen, <laughs> Leanne. It's not. It's not this it's not? you are going to see. No, it's in the marketplace, Leanne. It's it's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was for a home use. It's not. Oh no, I don't think so. Not yet. It could down the road maybe, but you're going to see it first uh, in in restaurants. You're okay. going to be excited about this oh, in the I'm workplace. Less excited now. Okay. No, you won't be, Leanne. <laughs> All right. You can get one for your house if okay. you want one. Okay, good. All right. But I don't first, even know what this is, but now my interest is peaked. All right. But first, okay, are you have, have you booked your tickets for uh, Thanksgiving or the holidays yet? Anybody anybody yes. going oh, anywhere? I did. I actually did. You did? Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere, but oh. I, I <laughs> but I, I want to see my grandchildren, okay? So yeah. so you know, I want to see my granddaughter and my son and daughter-in-law live in New York. So I booked them some tickets. Yeah. Okay. Well, here from, to the, from the New York Times today, travel tips, how to get the cheapest tickets. Uh, if you're a delayer, that's no good. If you want to travel at Thanksgiving, you should book in October, okay? Now's the time. After Halloween, Julie, after your favorite holiday, after Halloween. It's my favorite. Happy yeah. Halloween, everybody. Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> after Halloween, prices start to spike by $10 a day. So if you can really? fig- Yeah. Yeah. In $10 November. $10 a day? $10 a day. Yeah. No, I know. That's a lot. 
So, and then this article has all kinds of information on the best day of that Thanksgiving week to fly. That Wednesday before, of course, that's the worst. It's one of the busiest travel days of the year. So tickets will be more expensive. But if you can leave on Monday, or maybe you just want to go Thursday morning, you can save a bunch of money. And then if you can stay a little bit longer, you know, maybe you want to return Monday instead of Sunday, you can save a little bit of money on the way back. So that's good. Now, Christmas, uh, or if you're traveling for New Year's, uh, you missed it. You already missed the cheap flight. So I'm sorry to say. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's done. Uh, the first week, you have to book by the first week in October. Okay. But every uh-huh. day you delay is kind of a problem. But I can tell you when the cheapest days to fly are. You're going to want to depart Saturday, December 16th, which seems pretty early to show up at someone's well, house. Well, that's, yeah, that's not really Christmas. No. Yeah. If you're not invited for then. <laughs> Let's you celebrate. just have to stand outside for a week <laughs> before you can go into your relative's house. Yeah, that's come dressed as Santa. Maybe they'll let you in if you come dressed as Santa. <laughs> Okay. Or you can delay till December 19th, which is still a little early. Maybe you just are there for like the 23rd and then you go home. Uh, The busiest day is Friday, December 22nd. So forget it. That's going to cost you about $110 more than those other days on a, on a one-way ticket. Never mind. And then the return, if you can return January 4th, could save you a lot. So leave December or, 16th. Or June 4th. That's another good so day. So you're not really going to want a job in no. this scenario. No. That's not going to work out. If you're employed, no. nope. You can't go anywhere. Here are a couple other things you're not going to want to do, Liz. You're not going to want to travel from New York City to Florida because that is the, one of the most popular and most expensive routes. It's a holiday premium you're going to be hit with. So if you're thinking about going from JFK to Miami, mm, I don't know, maybe rethink it. Uh, Fort Lauderdale and Orlando also spike. For Thanksgiving, okay, it's 40% more to fly to Denver or to Boston. I guess oh. that's where people are from. I don't know. That's the <laughs> over the river and through the woods to Denver. Okay. So there you go. Build your Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving tickets now. Here's the hard thing. Like I'm just trying to book Collins tickets to come home for Thanksgiving. But they don't know when their exams are, that this is, that that is. So you book the ticket and then they'll call and say, oh, I can, no, the teacher canceled class. I can come back uh, three days uh, early. Oh, whatever. So I think last year I did end up paying a real premium. But oh, well. So there you go. Book now. I know. It's just, you just know you're going to, you're going to pay a premium. Yeah, you, just, you do. You just know. Yeah. You know. Good point. Good point. Okay. Well, that go December ahead. 16th date, Leah, and that, mm-hmm. that's a good thing to know because, you know, that's the date that Monica and I scored tickets to go see Springsteen on Broadway. So we're going to be flying in on the 15th though. I wonder, so we should be able to get a good deal on the 15th, I'm imagining. And then we're coming home like the next day, way before Christmas. So. <laughs> Uh, Unless you want to stay till January 4th, because <laughs> hotels in New York are so cheap. You'll really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, it's worth saving the 100 bucks on the plane ticket to spend like $500 a night to stay in an extra day. Sounds good. Okay, well, I have something to make you happy. We've been uh, teasing this all show, but uh, how about this? Sally the Salad Robot, Okay. This is a device, and it's named Sally, and what is it's intended to do is replace the dreaded salad bar, okay? So that no longer do you have to, like, share utensils as you get out the piece of cucumber or lettuce, or you don't have to worry that that ranch dressing is tainted, or, you know, or hold, you know, just say a wish that those sprouts aren't going to kill you with some deadly bacteria, right? Do you like salad? I hate salad. I never realized salad bars were this much of a hazard, Julie. <laughs> yes, so they now are. you're scaring me. Yes, they so are. So there's a okay. robotic solution to all yes, this? Yes. Silicon Valley startup company named Chowbotics. That's C-H-O-W-B-O-T-I-C-S. <laughs> we got it. Wow, that's a lot yeah. of spelling. Yeah. That is a lot of spelling, but Chowbotics. Okay, so what it is, it's you. Uh, it's, a, it's a device. It's a $30,000 device, Leon. So you could get one for your house, but it seems... Wow. Like at least initially, they're hoping this will help in convenience stores, okay. airports, hotels, hospitals, and universities. And what you do is there'll be a touch screen, and perhaps you'd like a spinach salad. So you put in spinach salad, and you'd like some walnuts and dried cranberries, and maybe a little feta cheese on the side, whatever. And 
it the robot makes the salad okay so there's not other people touching your potential salad mixings at the salad bar okay it's a robot that does that doesn't that sound wonderful it it does you know, a little known part of my um, my personal resume is that I was a salad girl in a restaurant in high school. I, I, yes, I remember that. Yeah, I remember were, in Westport, Connecticut. Yeah, I you were a popover, you made, popover and salad girl, right? Yeah, two separate restaurants. So my first kitchen job was salad girl at the Ocean House. And so okay. I made the salads and I guess tainted a lot of things. But I do, I do remember that we served cherry tomatoes on our salad. And if the salads came back and the cherry tomatoes were not eaten, I was instructed yeah. to remove them from the salad bowls, wash them again, and serve no. them. No! Oh. So, which I never did, much to my credit. I'm like, I am just not replating those <laughs> cherry tomatoes. I mean, how much could cherry See, tomatoes Sally take? the robot's not going to do that. No. She's not going to take out. She is just going to give you a nice, honest salad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Julie. No. Sally is going to do whatever Sally is programmed, programmed to, do. to do. So if Sally is owned by the fine folks at the Ocean House where <laughs> Leon was working, don't you think they're going to tell Sally to do the same thing they told yeah. Leon to do? They're just going to keep feeding those cherry tomatoes back into the Sally drawer. So I wish I made $30,000 as a salad girl. That's a pretty... <laughs> You just stand there, make a salad really quickly. I think this is going to be great. I mean, I salad bars are hazards. And, they are you know, hazards. I don't eat from They really bar. are a hazard. And this sounds kind of fun. You know, tap, 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 you get your salad. And, you know, the, the robot is going to toss it for you. Seems like a good thing. I, I'm looking forward to this. So they have them they, in, of course, they have there's some test ones going in Silicon Valley. So if anyone happens to be in Redwood City, California, they, um, they have one at the Calafia Cafe and Market. Um, and they also have one in Palo Alto, of course, California. They have one of these Chowbotics, Sally the, uh, mm-hmm. Salad making robot, but I, I I just was very excited about it. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> okay, one last thing for humans to do: um, just keeping track all the jobs that humans aren't going to do anymore. Because I kind of like those salad bar restaurants, like Sweet Greens or Tender Greens, where you just have the one salad person behind the counter there making custom making your salad for you. That would I, that would be delicious, Liz. That's yeah, fine. I just yeah. want to eliminate the long salad bar line sure. yeah and the tainted ranch dressing okay that, <laughs> yeah you're right that's that what sounds bad yeah <laughs> okay speaking of tainted um my hoa uh the you know i've mentioned before that i live in a building with you know just 14 units in it and uh we have a homeowners association that attempts to kind of run things around here, but uh, the vibe in the building is not always as neighborly as it could be. Uh, I've mentioned the the parking situation that I've been dealing with now for years, and that is intractable. I'm never going to be able to fix that. I can, you know, run giant businesses, but I can't not get a neighbor to pull all the way into his parking space. Uh, so I've just accepted <laughs> that in my life. But we have... We have another giant hurdle we are facing as a group, as a community of neighbors uh, coming up next week, and that's fumigation. So um, it's taken us five years. Uh, just, we've, we've seen evidence of termites for five years, and it's taken five years for the people. Five to- years you let the termites? Yes, Julie. I'm telling you, it's HOA. Chowbotics? H-O-A. They talk about chowing down there. Yeah. So, okay, so finally we're getting around to the fumigation, the long overdue fumigation, which means they're tenting the building, right? Which means we have to move out for a couple of days, which means you have to prep your apartment, uh, you know, move plants out, bag your foods. So we had the fumigation prep meeting last week. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, it, it almost evolved into a fist fight, and I am not kidding. There, like, I, without going into too many details, I'll just tell you a couple of things that happened. Okay, we're so we're meeting in the courtyard of the building. There are mm-hmm. like a dozen chairs there, and um, the there were very young children uh, taking up a couple of the chairs. So there was not enough chairs for like the actual 
owners of units to be able to sit at the meeting because some very young children uh, who live in the building were taking up the chairs. So, so one of the neighbors said to um, the kids, like, hey, could you get up so that, you know, the people in the meeting could use the chairs? And the parents of said very young children went insane, went <laughs> insane with yelling, our children are owners too. Well, no, they're oh. not. Okay. No, really? That's your opening position? That you're... <laughs> oh, wow. Like, how insane is that? Yeah. Uh, you know, that just seems... Besides being rude, you know, like you should stay, you yes. know, children should stand up and give their seats to yes. to their yes. elders. Okay. Yes. How about hey, that? Has your three-year-old really been briefed on what we're doing here? Or they're <laughs> going to be responsible in your household for bagging your food that's in the freezer? Like... Really, if you can't even admit that, like, in a meeting of the HOA, the grown-ups get to sit down, like, <laughs> oh, my God. And so we're all looking at each other. But even the guy, poor fumigation guy, like, he doesn't live here. He's just, like, an expert in pest management. And he immediately starts to see this meeting devolve over who gets to sit in a chair. So, um so anyway, then there were a number of other bad things that went on. I won't take you through all of them. But then the, the next. <laughs> there were more after that? Just well, bad? I, people, and it's not everyone. There's just like, it only takes a couple of bad apples. You know, you've heard that before. Uh-huh. It, just, it just takes a couple of people who are, um, I don't know, just born rude, I think. Just, just yes. like, so, uh, okay. So then there's another little episode. Again, this is not an anti-child diatribe at all. It's just they seem to be provoking a lot of the anger at the meeting. So at a certain point, the the children are now um, stripping the plants that are in the courtyard. They're uh, they're sort of pulling things apart. So again, a, a different neighbor turns to the kids and said, could you please stop destroying my plants? Please just leave the plants alone. Again, parents go insane. How dare you talk to our children that way? And that's like, and again, poor pest management guys. Like, what have I gotten myself into? Are these people already poisoned? I, like, I haven't even put the, like, killer chemical in their home yet. And they're already insane. And the, so then there's, like, a series of, of screamed recriminations back and forth between those two groups of people. Where at one point, one neighbor is saying to another neighbor, well, at least my son isn't in the garage shooting up drugs. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yes. Liz, wow. That's so terrible. This is just a fumigation meeting. Like, (laughs) people are fumigating. They are fumigating. (laughs) So, oh, my God. So now nobody is saying anything. Fumigate pest management guy is like, am I supposed to referee this? Am I? Like, people are just yelling at each other now, and he's just trying to hand us our plastic bags and the special twist ties you put on the plastic bags, right? Like, this is – he thinks get in, get out, nobody gets hurt at a fumigation meeting. He has no idea that he just was about to unleash this whole thing. So, like, the meeting just, like, came to a halt, and there was – at the point where people are yelling stuff like that at each other, those of us who live upstairs, I just want to go on record saying the upstairs people are fine. It's the first floor is insane. (laughs) So – Maybe you should vote for independence, Liz. <laughs> Catalonia, put your Catalonian flags out. Okay. Yeah, secede from the first floor. Just the second floor. Solution, just board just it up. Just board it up. Put some ropes out your window yeah. so you can go up and down through ropes. Second story secession. I now have my. I now have my solution. So so yeah. So by the time we all got back upstairs, we're just clustered together. Like, oh my God, could you believe that? What was happening there? And you know, several of the upstairs neighbors are relatively new, and uh, they had not seen this group dynamic in action before, and they were just like their eyes were popping out of their heads. So. All, all I got to say is we're all supposed to be out of the building next Monday morning for a couple okay. of days. I predict it is not going to happen. I I, I will report back on my findings next Tuesday. Uh, but I or like just, someone's going to hold out. Someone's yeah, going to, yeah, yeah, refuse. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Right. They're going to refuse to follow any of the instructions. And so I, I don't know. 
this story is not over Liz you're right you started that you said that at the beginning of the podcast yeah this story does not have an ending because it is something has been unleashed yes I just don't know how we're ever going to get it back in the bottle now (laughs) nope nope it's HOA H-E double hockey sticks there you have it that's what I have to look forward to uh over the next week so as as I've established before like when you buy a condo Understand that you are now in business with however many units there are, total strangers, most of whom could be crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just something I had never really thought of before. Yeah, that's Uh, a good point. Again, I have no solution to that. What Mm -hmm. are you going to do, like interview them? No, you're not going to see the crazy until you're living with them. (laughs) So uh, there you go. Okay. Well... Sorry, we started with such an uplifting story. And I we know, have to end I with know. Such a downer. Wow, we got to have something better to end on. Well, so. I'm going to Hamilton this week, so there you go. I'm joining. Oh, that's so exciting. Joining Team Hamilton. I have to go to Chicago for an annual meeting for an organization I belong to, and one of the lures was in February. They said, "Hey, we're going to get group tickets to Hamilton." I was like, "Okay, I'll go for that." <laughs> that sounds that so, sounds great. Liam. There you go. Now, I haven't overindulged. I feel like I want there still to be some theatrical surprises. So I have familiarized myself with the soundtrack, but I do not know it word for word. I haven't listened to it in order. I still want there to be a live theater experience. So, yeah. so that's, my, that's my strategy. Going, going to Hamilton in Chicago. So looking forward to that. Oh, that will be so exciting. I can't wait to hear what you think. Yeah. I'm and I know that. Many on the Facebook group are Hamill fans, yes. so uh, they're going to want to hear your uh, your comments about that. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of the Facebook group, don't forget to join. Super easy to get in. Just ask. As long as you're a person, you're in. I uh, like one of the bots this week who asked to join. Their, their alleged name was Peachy Dolan. I was yes, like, I like that. Peachy. Maybe I'll change my name to Peachy. Or... <laughs> Sally the robot. Salad robot. She can't get in. Peachy's cute. That'd be a cute grandmother name. I mean, I know I'm really far ahead of myself, and I'm like, Peachy, it's a cute name. (laughs) Yeah, so join the Facebook group because then you can share and share alike. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Sat Sisters. I'm at SS Liz, which stands for Satellite Sister Liz. Leon's at Leon Dolan. Julie is at Julie Satsis. And uh, yeah, so you can keep up with everything that we're doing. But really the most fun, I would say, is on the Facebook group. So mm-hmm. so join us there. Uh, okay, you guys. Good luck, Every- Liz. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Keep us posting. Stay, stay I, I do fumigated. Have a lot of I have a lot of frozen food to eat between now and Sunday because yeah. there's just, there's just no way I'm bagging frozen food, letting my like apartment, a bad idea. Yes. letting my apartment be gassed and then eating it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even buy any of the whole bagging <laughs> protocol. Sorry, no. Mr. Pest Management, but no, I'm not doing that. So yeah, and you have to throw out all your spices and stuff. But luckily, mine are already about ten years old. So. <laughs> It's fresh. Second, it's great. Second floor independence, Liz. I think that's your only approach. <laughs> All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Thank you for listening. Thank you to for subscribing to our show and rating it wherever you do listen. And uh, don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>